Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Pause Podcast. I'm very excited about today's episode. I have a guest that I'm very excited about talking to, um, Mark Hernandez. Mark, without further ado, why don't you introduce yourself to us? Yeah, first of all, uh, Ahmed, thanks for the invitation to be with you and your community. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Glad to have you. Yeah, so uh, I'm Mark Hernandez. Uh, I'm an intuitive energy healer and coach. My business is People and Pets Energetics. So I help uh, pets and pet parents with their health and well-being so that they are happier and healthier naturally. I have intuitive gifts and extensive training to read subtle energy fields and identify and release non-beneficial energies, keeping them stuck. So uh, for your pets, I help in two main areas. Area one, you have a dog or cat and it has a behavior issue, such as peeing and pooping in the house, separation anxiety, excessive barking, and more. Uh, category two, you've taken the pet to the vet. The vet discovers something going on, maybe a growth, digestive issues, mobility issues. I provide a layer of energetic support. So my work is something to do in addition to the excellent veterinary pet care you're already providing your pet. All my work is non-invasive, safe, gentle, yields results. At times immediately and in other instances over time. I do 100% of my consultations virtually by phone or video. So I work with uh, pets and pet parents, wherever they may be. Um, so that's kind of who I am and what I do in a nutshell. Awesome. Awesome. There's definitely a lot of questions that I have and, and everybody has. So I think that the best way for us all to understand is give us an example of what would happen. Cause I have, I have a, a dog that's a year and a half personally, mm -hmm. and, and I've gone through a lot of things with him and he's a Doberman, very emotional, very attached. And I always see beyond just the basic training. It's not just a matter of you know, training him to do this, training him to do that. Because I see beyond that, I see the personality that he has. Um, and, and what you're saying right now makes a lot of sense, but I want to learn more from you. Give us an example. Yeah. What would you do, for example, a, a dog or a cat that has a, you know, a behavioral issue, a certain behavior, maybe, you know, uh, separation anxiety is actually one that, that I want to talk about because I mentioned my dog is very attached. How do you approach it? How do you um, overcome that problem? Great question. So let's, let's use a specific example of separation anxiety. So uh, in a consultation, the pet parent would give me some information, like, you know, roughly gone, you know, a year, a couple weeks, you know, and then rate the issue, whatever it is. Zero, a rating of zero being no issue. Dog is perfectly calm and at peace. 10 is separation anxiety to the max, which means maybe the dog's tearing up things or just whimpering uncontrollably, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So with that information, the way it works is I, uh, I first ask permission of the animal to work with the pet, the dog or cat. So I'd ask permission of your dog and they'll, 99.8% of the time over 10 years, they've said yes. There are always a few outliers. Mm -hmm. uh, get their permission, tune into them. I can see their energy field with their permission. And also I work with the God source creator, a light team, archangels that allow me to see quite a bit with the field. 
So with that, I connect to the energy field of the animal and I ask the body, reason for this separation anxiety. And for this specific dog, the body will tell me. The most two common reasons uh, pets have their stuff, um, you know, they can definitely have their own life issues, okay? Animals, pets are sentient beings that have souls and they're on their own life journey. So they can have their own life issues. Mm -hmm. And what I commonly see is they take on the energies of the humans in the household. So if there's some workplace stress, some fighting, some anxiety, they often will take it on and over time can get out of whack and it can start to show up as a quote unquote behavior issue. So, so, I, so the way it works, I'll, I'll ask the body reason for that issue. Let's just say it's something emotional. Maybe it's, uh, maybe they're actually feeling grief and I'll ask, does it belong to the, the pet? Nope, belongs to a human, a female, female in the house. Oh yeah, my, my partner, she, you know, she lost her aunt about a year ago. I'll test it energetically, I'll get a yes, and then I clear it through intention because everything's connected in this world. So with permission, I can just send the intention to release it from the field. One, two, three with my hand and it's gone. Um, you know, sometimes as I'm doing it, you'll see the, the dog, you know, kind of looking around, they feel the energy. Other times, yeah, they're just very peaceful and it's gone. So I keep asking the body, next reason. With uh, separation anxiety, I see a lot with toxicity. If people aren't feeding their dog or cat really clean dog food, uh, you know, the additives and chemicals can be a source of imbalance. I also see quite a bit with uh, vaccinations. Again, I know that's a, a big topic and most states in the US, you're required if you wanna take them to doggy daycare or the vet or anywhere. So I understand that. At the same time, I know that for both uh, humans and uh, animals, the, the heavy metals and the other gunk in the uh, vaccinations causes imbalance. So I, I release that. I keep going until the body will either tell me we're completely done with the issue or done for today. So at the end of a session, 30 minutes, 100% of the time for an animal, um, I'll ask, you know, the pet parent, just take a snap look at your dog, you know, any snap observations. And we say, oh, he's just a little bit calmer, you know, he's kind of stretched out or whatever they noticed. And that's basically how it works. Wow. So many questions that I want to ask, but you know, what I'm going to do is focus on one part and then we can definitely have other episodes for other parts. Okay. So, Talk about how the energy in home can affect the animal. Cause I think many people overlook this and they just think, you know, there's just a dog in the house or a cat, right? Cause you, you do both, but I'm, I'm concerned more about dogs cause I, I have a dog sure. and, and it's just, you know, whatever we, you know, we, we fight in front of them or we, we do whatever in front of him or her. And it's just, we, we ignore the emotional aspect. Or not only that, what you're saying is, is the long-term ramifications of what we do in front of our dog or what energy we expose him or her to. So let's focus on that. And then we can, I have a lot of other questions that we can, we can, you know, have many, many episodes going forward about. So let's focus on that, the energy in the home and how that affects your animal. Yeah. So the most common are the energies that the humans bring home especially in the times we've been living on right now. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stress, anxiety, angst in general in the, in the world. And the animals are often tuned in. If the people are bringing any of those energies home, they, they feel it. 
okay? And many animals, uh, dogs are, are attuned also to the collective consciousness. So maybe it's not even in the immediate home. I've seen uh, instances where they're kind of tuned in if they're in an apartment building in New York City, they feel it down the hall, okay? Mm -hmm. So those are some of the energies, but I, I think the most common are, you know, a lot of people are experiencing stress, you know, for a variety of reasons, either workplace stress, financial stress, whatever it is, they feel the vibration of that energy. Even if you don't, quote unquote, tell them anything about it, they feel it. Because let me add, that uh, the dog you have in your life, you have a soul contract with that dog or cat, okay? An animal comes into your life for very specific reasons, often to teach you lessons so you can grow and evolve uh, as a human. And I, so, could, I gotta stop you there. I could not agree with that more. I yeah. could not agree with that more. This is the, you're, you're, you're hitting it right on the point right now. Yeah, so there's you, you have a very deep connection with your pet. Uh, I have a, a client, uh, her name is Davia, and she lives in Florida. About uh, five years ago, she went to, she has a number of rescue pets, like three dogs and four cats in her household, all rescues. And one dog she rescued, who's Oliver, and he has a lot of life issues, okay? He went through some trauma and abuse. She went, he was living at the household of a, a hoarder, okay? And some stuff had happened there. Anyway, and uh, you know, he would not approach anyone else, but he approached her. And so she knew, she's very intuitive, that that dog was meant to be with her and she knows why that dog is with her. Right. That's, is definitely a very interesting topic. I mean, what you do is very unique. And I haven't met anyone that really does that before. So mm -hmm. how did you get into it? So that's, let's go back to that. How did you get into what you do now? Yeah. So, so the broad area of energy healing, energy medicine, it started out with my own life for humans. So my first professional background, a college professor taught Spanish, Latin American studies for 20 plus years. And I had some unusual things going on in my professional life. So, so uh, I got into it. I come from a family of two holistic medical doctors. So I called up a brother back in 2007, told him what was going on. Said, "Can what do you recommend?" He said, "I recommend you work with an energy healer out in New Mexico." At the time, I was living and working in Boston. So I'll go, go back 13 years, 2007. I worked with this uh, this healer two one-hour sessions over the phone. And as I like to say, when nothing had changed with that issue in my professional life, the needle started to wiggle. So that got my attention. Then I thought, ah, eh, we can turn around this pattern and not meant to be. So a couple of years later, I called my brother back and said, hey, I want to learn that energy thing because the type of work I do, we all come into this lifetime with baseline abilities to do the type of work I do. And I learned that I was given extra helpings that were meant to come online later in my life. So that's how I got started with the people aspect, started trainings and certifications. Let me go to the pets part. 2011, 2013, I was living and working in Asia, in Taipei, Taiwan. And uh, during the day, I was teaching Spanish at an international school. 
And in the evenings, I was doing training and certification programs for energy medicine. So one program called the Emotion Code required that we work with uh, 25 volunteer clients for our certification, and at least five needed to be animals. So living and working in Taiwan, didn't speak Mandarin then, still don't. I hit the wall, couldn't talk, find any locals to talk to me to do energy healing. Right. So I was stuck for two months. And then one fateful day, a, a local Taiwanese friend called me on a Saturday afternoon and said, you want to go ice skating? I said, ice skating in Taiwan? It's kind of crazy. And I said, yes. Okay, go. Spur of the moment. In that ice skating rink in downtown Taipei, there was a business called the Catsul, the Cat Hotel. It was a place where Western expats would leave their cat when they wanted it really, really well pampered while they were out of the country or out of town. Anyway, we rang the bell. They let us in. The owner was there. I told her what I was doing with my certification program. And my ask to her was, can you refer me to an English-speaking animal shelter in, in the capital? You know, helps the animals. I get to help them a little bit. And it helps you with my certification. Well, turns out she goes, oh, I, I'm interested in what you're doing. I have friends that are very interested in what you're doing. I'll book all your sessions. You can do them all here at the Cat Hotel. And I'll be your translator. I said, really? <laughs> so I went from stuck for two months to working with over 25 animals, primarily cats and dogs, at the Cat Hotel in downtown Taipei over three weeks. And that's how I got started with the animals. I said, when I get back to the U.S., animals will be an integral part of my practice. Wow. Wow. What a story, Mark. I, I, like I said, I don't know where to start with questions, but we'll take it one at a time. Sure. We'll take it one at a time. So why don't you give us an example of one of the hardest cases you've seen and, and yeah. why that was the case? Yeah. So great. So as a rule of thumb, animals tend to change pretty quickly. The exception would be if it's a rescue dog or cat went through trauma and abuse, that happens over a period of time. Now, with that being said, uh, a, a tough case. I got a, a call uh, from a woman that had a Morkey and the issue was the Morkey was barking for seven years. And now with the, you know, everything going on in the country, uh, she was working at, from home a lot and the dog was barking all the time. She was a little embarrassed. I said, can you help? I said, okay. So the issue was excessive barking with the Morkey. And uh, I tuned into him, did a 30 minute session. When I was doing the session, this was through Zoom. You know, I, I saw the dog, the dog was feeling the changes, you know, everything. I said, okay. You know, give me some feedback, you know, let me know how the Morky's doing. So the next morning I get a call and said, nope, no change. I said, wow, wow, that's kind of interesting, you know, because animals respond pretty quickly to energy. And this had just been, it wasn't a rescue pet. So I said, okay, interesting. So consulted with some colleagues. Long story short is this Morky was doing healing work on behalf of the ex-partner, ex-husband of um, the client I was working with. And I said, before he can get better, the Morky can get better, uh, I need to do some healing with your ex. I said, you, you know, are you still in contact? He said, 
let me call him. So she called him. I got his permission, energetic permission to work with him. So as I was doing healing work, more healing work on the dog, I was doing some healing work on the ex-partner. That led to the breakthrough. The barking stopped after seven years. Wow. And how did you find out that it was connected to her ex? Uh, because in the, you know, I, I always chat with my clients for, uh, you know, she, she mentioned the divorce, you know, and the partner leaving, you know, just kind of as an added, you know, put it on the clipboard. And then I consulted with a group of, you know, uh, healers that I, I know very well said, you know, this animals usually change pets pretty quickly. And I'm, I'm stumped by this one, exactly what you said. And they said, uh, this one group said, oh, probably the dog may be doing healing work on behalf of someone, another human. Did you check that? I said, let me recheck that. Oop, no, I didn't. And that was the, the piece that led to the breakthrough. Wow. So I got to ask you this important question because what you're saying is a lot of behavioral issues in animals um, is caused by, you know, energy problems, if you would. What do you say to people that go train over and over and think it's, you know, the trainer is not right, or I got to follow this, and, you know, for example, jumping or barking, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and you say, oh, you got to, you know, tra training your dog to not do it this way or that way, and if it doesn't work, you do this. So what do you say to that? And you think this is also valid, or what is the connection between the regular training of you know kind of teaching your dog to do something or not do something and the actual if, there, if there's a problem that needs healing great question so there's definitely like i said uh, a time and place for everything so regular training yes as you know with all your work with dogs dogs need training you know they many dogs uh want jobs they want boundaries okay and so there is a time and place for, you know, training. I always get a laugh when I'm, you know, we used to have in-person holistic fairs. People would ask me, they'd say, oh, I have a puppy. You know, I told them what I did, energy healing. They'd like thinking, uh, can you kind of virtually train my dog where to go to the bathroom? I said, uh, I said, I like the creativity. I said, we're not there right now. Maybe another century or whatever. But I like the creativity. I said, no. So there's a time and place for the training. So. The key is one, one indicator that it may be beyond training is that, like you said, exactly what you said. They've been to trainer after training and, you know, I mean, the dog, quote unquote, doesn't get it. Okay. It's trainer wasn't good and they've been to some of the best trainers. So it's not the trainer. It's something beyond training. So often when they're repeating patterns or people have gone through, I call it, 90, 95% of the low hanging fruit, the solutions that help, generally help most pets with the behavior issue, good chance there's something in the energy field that's not readily visible. Got you, got you. And, and um, I mean, typically what you're saying now, because especially with the part that, you know, animals absorb our energies or, and everybody has problems. Everybody will come home one day with certain, you know, negative energies that may um, be carried away or carried out to, to the animal. So what you're saying is most animals in our households will have some sort of energy problem that would need, require healing at some point. 
good possibility at some point. Um, you know, again, often, you know, animals often can just quote unquote, shake things out, you know, and kind of clear their field. So, you know, this isn't something probably is, you know, going to come up every day, but if, you know, and if people have gone through the low hanging fruit and, you know, and they're, they're really stumped and puzzled, say, what's going on here? It just doesn't make logical sense. Hmm, there's something in the field. And let me add one more thing, how animals can be affected by energies in the household. Also, the, the other thing I, I, I want, I'd like to mention is animals can be affected too by all those cell phone radiation, the Wi-Fi, the 5G too, okay? Just like humans. So, you know, that's something to, to, to keep in mind too, as people kind of look at their household, the, you know, balance of the energy in their household, you know, that may be a consideration if nothing else is uh, panning out. What effect could that have on animals? Like, you know, all the different um, devices that everybody has at home. Yeah, sometimes, again, there's, you know, some, some possibilities is sometimes uh, animals, if they're like, usually they won't, but if they, excuse me, are sleeping by the Wi-Fi router or something, they may have more disturbed sleep patterns, okay? Where they're not sleeping as well. Also for both um, uh, pets and pet parents, the, uh, the Wi-Fi and the 5G uh, lowers our immune system. Okay, it takes a hit. So, um, you know, if all of a sudden they're getting these kind of mysterious, you know, illnesses, and again, always your first stop is your vet for any concern about the health of your, of your, of your pet. Um, you know, that may be a culprit. Got you. And that would also make me ask the question, are there some climates that um, make pets more prone to also have energy problems, maybe, you know, hotter climates, colder climates, or that really doesn't matter. Yeah, I, no doubt, you know, probably certain breeds of dogs, for example, you know, are probably more suited to certain climates. And um, yeah, from time to time, this is a, a idea that comes from traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, it's, they can be affected by the weather elements, both uh, people and pets. So when I'm talking about the weather elements, I'm talking about like excess wind, um, excess dryness, heat, summer heat. Uh, they can be affected by those. Those can be a, a factor too. Yes. Got you. Well, Mark, where can people find you? Because I'm sure I'm, I'm definitely going to talk to you offline and we'll have you in other episodes. But for those that want to talk to you and want to learn more, maybe want to have a consultation with you, where can people find you? How can they connect? And what do they need to do before they connect with you, if any? Yeah. So uh, you can learn uh, more about my work at my website. Uh, my business is People and Pets Energetics. So if you go to your favorite search engine and enter in the term people and pets energetics, E-N-E-R- G-E-T-I-C-S, People and Pets Energetics. It'll take you to my website at peopleandpetsenergetics.com. There you'll find uh, information about, you know, my services, how to book a session. Uh, and also you can go to my uh, Facebook business page, also for People and Pets Energetics. And the last thing I'd like to add, since you, um, you know, we talked about separation anxiety at the beginning of your animal, if you would like, if you're 
pet experiences stress, anxiety, nervousness, I'm, I'm making available for free an MP3 called Pet Calm. Uh, it's something to bring more peace and harmony back to your pet. You just play it and watch what happens. Interesting, interesting. We'll definitely want to share that with uh, with more and more people. Well, Mark, I, like I said, it's 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 a lot to 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 absorb in a lot of info. For me, it's new. I'm sure for a lot of people who are listening as well. Um, you know, holistic medicine is is something that is new for even humans. Not a lot of humans pay attention to it, mm-hmm. but to apply that to animals, I personally believe in that, and I'm, that's why I'm very interested to to hear more and and, and talk more. Because I see that in my dog. I see he's yeah. not just, a, you know, a pet. You know, he, he has a personality. He has emotions that I see firsthand. And that's why I see the value in what you're saying. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Be happy to chat more another time. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us and, and sharing with us. And then again, we'll, we'll, we'll love to have you again. And for everyone that's listening, thank you for tuning in. Send us an email, comment. If you have any questions for Mark, we'll have him next time. So we'll have those questions. We can answer them in another episode and uh, see you next episode. Wow, guys, that was definitely very interesting to hear. Um, I'm looking forward to more episodes with Mark. Don't forget to check out mypaws.com, M-Y-P-A-W-W-Z.com to get your paws today to take care of your pet starting today if you have not started already we take supplements they should too see you next episode